0: Hey guys, it's Ryan
1: and Ashley
0: from Ruining Our Childhood. In
1: case you forgot because you're listening to this episode right now.
0: Yes, and you know, we don't get our ads played during other podcasts. Uh, we just wanted to remind you that we're coming up on our 20th episode extravaganza. Woo!
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it's going to be a Q&A episode.
1: Yes, we're going to answer your questions that, you, that have just been burning in your brain about me and Ryan, go ahead and just DM us on Instagram at ruiningourchildhood. Or...
0: And we're on Facebook at ruiningourchildhood.
1: Yes. And just let us, you know, just ask whatever question you want to ask. Yeah. When did we meet? How yeah. did we meet? Yeah. Who are we? What are you what, doing what, what are do you we doing do for here? a living?
0: Yeah. Uh, what are our favorite oh,
1: where, movies? Where am I?
0: What is our least favorite movie yeah. ever? Yeah.
1: Yeah, go ahead. What what, what do we like outside of movies, maybe? Yeah. If you want to know. If you don't want to know, then that's fine, too.
0: If you guys don't, we'll just, like you said, we'll we'll do some generic questions.
1: But we would really like you to send us some questions our way. Mm -hmm. Let us know what you want to know about me and Ryan. Enjoy the rest of the episode, guys. Bye. Bye. This coming-of-age film follows the mayhem of a group of rowdy teenagers in Austin, Texas, celebrating the last day of high school in 1976.
0: This is Ryan.
1: This is Ashley.
0: And this is Ruining Ruining Our Our Childhood. Childhood. A weekly podcast where we remove our childhood goggles and put on our adult bifocals to rewatch and review our favorite movies from the past.
1: That is correct. And if you're just joining us, hi, my name's Ashley.
0: This is Ryan.
1: We just said that. Yep. We say it every time. Correct. And if you're somebody that has listened to every episode, what's up, man? Thank you. Thank you. You're so nice. Yeah. I don't hear your name, but thank you.
0: We appreciate it.
1: I'm just kidding. My mom doesn't listen to this podcast.
0: My my aunt does.
1: I told my mom about it, and she's just like, cool. (laughs) No further questions needed.
0: (laughs) Nothing else needed. Good for you. Yeah. Oh, you started a podcast? Cool. What's about movies? I like movies.
1: I think her first question should have been, what's a podcast? Because I don't think she knows what those are. Mm. But she didn't follow it up, so I was like, cool, you don't care. (laughs) Gotcha. It's like, Message
0: received. Done. Um, You know she's going to now message you this week and be like, I was listening to your podcast that you told me about that I listen to every week and I really appreciate you bad-mouthing me. Thank you, Ashley.
1: I, okay, I don't think she'll even hear this once, but. Okay, well. And my brother better not tell her.
0: Ooh, good friend of the podcast, Brandon, getting the evil eye through the podcast. (laughs) I
1: paused for dramatic effect.
0: Yes, you did.
1: And I might edit that out, but we'll see. Okay. Um, so just in case sorry, we're getting off topic. Uh just in case you didn't get the summary, mm-hmm. I'm gonna say uh another time. Our movie this week is the nineteen ninety three classic, Dazed and Confused.
0: Classic. Yes.
1: classic. I didn't do it this yeah. time, I'm sorry.
0: Wow. This movie is going to be twenty six years old.
1: Yeah? That's Sorry, I was and trying to math in my set. head. I was like, no.
0: No, nah, Ryan's making that up, and you're like, oh, wait.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's old as fuck. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell us a little bit of facts about 1993,
0: Ry. I will do that. Uh, this movie was released on September 24th, 1993. It had a budget of $6.9 million and grossed $8 million. So, not a huge box office success, Mm -hmm. but this is obviously a movie that has developed a massive cult following since then. Fun facts about 1992. Popular songs were I Will Always Love You by Whitney Houston. That's the Way Love Goes by Janet Jackson. And Dream Lover by Mariah Carey. Nice. So, we're hitting all the... The divas. Divas, Yeah. 92 was a big year for him or Three. 93 sorry popular movies would be jurassic park mrs doubtfire and the fugitive nice popular tv shows home improvement seinfeld and a little show called roseanne
1: so, awesome i remember all the shows i was gonna
0: say i remember all of these things yeah
1: so what it really was...
0: was the prime for my childhood
1: it, it was. It was a little early for me. When this movie came out, I did not watch it. I discovered it, I want to say around 13, 14. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was playing on TV or whatever or my brother rented it. I honestly can't remember. I just know I liked it immediately because I always loved movies that were set in different time periods mm-hmm. than... I wasn't born in the 70s. I have no clue what the 70s are like. Yeah. My only reference to any other time period other than my own is movies, basically. Yeah. And I guess, you know, books.
0: <laughs> That's a good point. Like, that is the main... I mean, it's stories from family and movies. That, yeah. Because, like, I remember in school, they we didn't learn about the 70s. I.
1: I don't Like in know. history class? That's true. There's probably nothing in the vague history of our the 1970s other than the bicentennial. That's the only thing I remember. A little bit of
0: Vietnam? Yeah. A little bit of Watergate and But it was a very that calm was it?
1: I think it was because it was a time of prosperity maybe.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Especially towards the end and it was like disco. Yeah. Uh. Some people might want to forget that part.
0: <laughs> yeah. But
1: it it was part of our American history. Um, the thing I remember about this movie, uh, why I liked it, was it had two actors that I kind of became obsessed with mm-hmm. at a uh, pre and teenage level, Ben Affleck. Correct. And I loved me some Jason London or Ooh. Jeremy London. They're interchangeable for me. They really I can never remember which movie which one was in, but mm-hmm. I thought they were cute and I loved... Every movie that those twins were in. I know they're a little messed up now these days. And if you yeah. don't know what I'm talking about, Google Jason or Jeremy London because I can't remember which one had the crazier story. I the think one it was... got
0: quote unquote kidnapped mm-hmm. and forced to do drugs.
1: I can't remember which one that was. Yeah. I guess I could look it up. It's not like yeah. I don't have a computer right in front of me, but no. we're not, you know, Mm-mm. the podcast is not about that. I just thought they were cute. So. Of course I watched the movie. Yeah. And I and the movies from what I remember, the movie's hilarious and fun. So
0: For me, it was a movie that I had heard of but uh-huh. never saw until I met you. Oh. Yeah.
1: I don't know if I knew that.
0: You it was one of I would say one of the first movies we watched when we started dating together when we would just get together and watch uh-huh. a movie together. Yeah. And I remember like going oh, like I had heard of it and I didn't know who was in it. And I remember asking you who was in it, and you uh, gave me the hard sell-on Ben Affleck's (laughs) in it. And you're like, and McConaughey's in it. Which that's pretty much all I needed to know.
1: They both have very small parts. Yeah. In comparison to the rest of the cast, Mm -hmm. they're not the main characters, but having those two actors are very famous, so having them in the movie kind of sells it.
0: No, definitely. And the one thing that made an impression on me was McConaughey. Yeah is what i like about high school girls or what is it and they get younger or i keep getting older they, and, they and they keep staying the yeah. same age or something like that yeah
1: total creep
0: yeah that's and, not
1: gonna age well but you know
0: no but i that's when but i it's also
1: realistic to the yeah. small town and then of. you
0: look at like this was a small part for both of them and now like you said they are uber a-list actors mm-hmm. so
1: there's, I know there's a couple other people in the movie that I'll recognize, but I don't want to talk about them too much or spoil it for you or mm-hmm. us. And I'm hoping there's going to be a random person that I totally forgot about, because I, I probably haven't seen this movie since we saw it together. And probably we probably
0: would have been nine, uh, 2006. Yeah. So... That's probably when we saw it.
1: We're so old.
0: Yes. We are some old, old farts. <laughs>
1: I, I'm hoping somebody that's a little older than us that are listening to this podcast are like, "Shut the fuck up! <laughs> <laughs> You're in your early thirties. You're 30s. not that old. Shut
0: up!" Yeah. I was um, forty when this movie came out. Yes, <laughs> son of a bitch.
1: What do you think about this movie? Do you think it's going to hold up?
0: I think it's going to be a similar situation to like Suicide uh, Virgin suicides. I almost said Suicide Squad. <laughs> okay, like,
1: I didn't watch that movie. Um,
0: suicide Squad totally holds up. Uh, so I think it's because uh, the dated references won't be too many. Yeah. And I think there's some really good actors in this movie. I think it's gonna hold up. I'm gonna yeah. enjoy it. I remember that was one thing. Like I remember laughing my butt off at this movie when you showed it to me. Yeah. So.
1: I think it will hold up. There'll probably be some things that age it, but I think what will benefit, f- uh, benefit it. Wow. Can't Bum, talk.
0: B- 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 b-
1: benefit it is the fact that it's set in 1976 so there's going to be stuff that dates it but it's going to date it in the way
0: that you want it to
1: yeah basically so i think we'll be fine i hope it will still be funny and entertaining Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and relatable because i always felt like it was kind of relatable especially the kid character that i can't remember who the i don't think the kid that is like kind of the main character Mm mm-hmm I don't think he acts anymore and he's, oh. I can't remember his name, but I think his character was relatable because having been a, a younger sibling and feeling like you're trying to live up to what you're, I think he has an older sister. Mm-hmm. So everybody's kind of putting him on this, like, oh, you're so-and-so's little brother. And I, having been the little sister of somebody that was pretty popular in high school, yeah, I always related to that uh, character. So well,
0: Mine were not. My siblings were not popular. But... Burn
1: on your face. Yeah. I'm but just kidding. Uh, you guys I... grew up in a way bigger school, though. Yeah. And, I mean, it wasn't that hard to be popular in my high school. That's you had true. to be really trying really hard not to be popular in my high school.
0: I would say in Ohio, where we grew up, and then we moved uh, west when I was uh, just about a teenager. Back there, they were popular kids. Mm-hmm. And definitely got the...
1: Well, because if you move, especially, like... For your older, your oldest brother who oh, was in high school, right? That's sophomore year. That's when you want to move. You're kind of setting up your kid to fail yeah. in the popularity.
0: But I would say, like, I definitely got the, oh, are you so and so's brother? Yeah. You know, whatever. And, like, usually it was somebody who liked them, which was yeah. always nice. Or in the rare case, it was somebody who didn't. <laughs> your brother's a dick. Yeah, your brother's a jerk. And you're like, yeah, I live down the hall <laughs> from him.
1: <laughs> I'm fully aware. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, hopefully this movie does exceed our expectations, does hold up, mm-hmm. and we're going to go ahead and hit that pausey pause right now, and we'll come back and discuss what? Oh, yeah.
0: Ashley, she does She's it every week. She's
1: giving me a judgy look, and I was like, I was literally
0: what? holding up one finger, like, hey, wait a minute, where can they stream this? And you just kept going. You're like, <laughs> we're going to hit that pausey pause, and we're going to go watch this movie, and I'm like, oh,
1: I thought you were saying I'm number one. I don't know what you're doing. I'm just
0: arbitrarily telling you where I rank.
1: What does that even mean?
0: No, no, no. (laughs) You
1: need to come up with some hand signals.
0: One. It's not telling you where you rank. (laughs) Or where I rank. We don't issue rankings in this house. Well, Rupert, you rank third. I just walk around (laughs) Three fingers up for the dog.
1: Uh, anyway. So, so yes, I, f- I skipped a little segment of where you can find it if you don't own Days and Confused on DVD, like we do. Mm-hmm. You can find it online, of course. You know? Yeah. But you do have to pay for it, it looks like, because I don't see it on Netflix or Amazon Prime, though Google is a liar, as I found out last week. So. Yeah,
0: we told everybody you got to be paying for virgin suicides and guess what?
1: It's on Amazon Prime.
0: Amazon Prime for you guys. Yeah. Prime. As long as you have a Prime membership.
1: That's true. So I, in in the grand scheme of things you do have to pay. Yeah. The Prime membership, but you know.
0: It's such a good deal.
1: If if you're free
0: 2-day shipping, come on guys.
1: We're not sponsored by Amazon Prime. No. But we would like Ooh, to.
0: Ooh. Amazon if you're listening, throw us a like.
1: I'm putting my hands on my chin <laughs> like a glamour shot i was
0: like what are you what are you doing i don't know they can't see no, anyway no one can
1: so it's available pretty much an on any app that you would rent a movie so sorry guys yeah but you know hopefully maybe you own it i feel like it was on netflix at one point in time it was i almost want to go check not right now i'll tell you later but
0: Yeah, we'll let you know We'll, we'll, we'll let back.
1: you know. Anyway, what else was I gonna say? Nothing. We're done. <laughs> We're gonna go watch the movie now. Wrap it up. You want to do the wrap it up
0: finger? Yeah.
1: That's on the Anna Ferris' podcast. Anyway. Okay. So we'll be right back to discuss days and confused. Bye. Bye.
0: And we're back. We just finished watching Dazed and Confused. And we're gonna go ahead and break down our movie with our usual categories. So first thing we're gonna do is fire up that eight track player and talk about some technology. Yeah. Well, what pieces of technology did you notice? There
1: wasn't a lot. No. And I know we say that sometimes there wasn't a whole lot. Yeah. But there were literally I said literally weird. Yeah. La la la.
0: A lot take a shot.
1: Obviously. It's 1976, so mm-hmm. they ha- there's things that they have to show you that will remind you of 1976. Yeah, And the 8-track player in one of the cards was one of them. Mm-hmm. And then the only other piece I saw was, towards the end of the movie, Mitch is coming home. He's the freshman that got lucky enough to be picked out by some of the seniors, and he got to party with them. Yeah. And he puts on his headphones, and they're really large. Yeah. And they're, they're the, the typical ones. And he it's probably like, has a record player, but they didn't even show the record player. But... It's
0: like big earmuffs.
1: Yeah, they're huge. I guess um, the,
0: the only thing that I noticed that would kind of go with it was they are all kind of hanging out at this place called the Emporium. And it's like a pool hall yeah. slash um, arcade. Yeah. And it was the arc- the pinball machine that they were playing was very... Basic. Very basic. It, you could tell the actual, like, pinball board was wood. Yeah. Which, uh, the, for yeah. For sure. Super basic, but.
1: But those were the only two yeah. things I noticed. So, yeah. it's impressive. Because like, most of the movie is set just basically the kids driving around. So, yeah. There's not really a lot of room for there to be. Have a lot of technology, I guess. Because they never really go home.
0: No. Just when the. What's his name? pickford i think is his name he's the one who's gonna throw the party yes and then uh which I, I, my heart went out to him when his parents like kind of figured out that he was going to throw a party and they're like unpack the bags yeah we're, we're not going anywhere <laughs> and i was just like oh man poor
1: guy was, and he even got the guy to like go along with him <laughs> and be like oh i was building a wrong house and his dad still wasn't buying it yeah no The one thing I did want to talk, because we have been adding this as a part of the technology category, Mm -hmm. is if we're watching it on DVD, some of the DVD special features or commercials. Yes. And the soundtrack, well, the DVD commercials were pretty amazing. Oh,
0: boy, were they ever.
1: Uh, My favorite was the Quantum Leap Season 2 commercial. Uh First time ever on DVD.
0: Yeah. And they said Quantum Leap is going to make its best leap yet. Into your DVD collection. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, that is the cheesiest thing I've ever heard. I love that show, though. And then uh, the Billy Madison Happy Gilmore DVD 2-pack. Yes. Which they were advertising. It features 5.1 digital surround sound. Who has ever bought a DVD and went, I hope this has got that 5.1 digital surround sound.
1: You know, there's got to be some audio nerds out there, but it, I don't see it as a, like a selling point, no. though. How about the soundtrack? It was amazing.
0: I love the soundtrack. Yeah. There was so much good music on it, For sure. and I kept trying to catch the filmmaker and putting a song on the soundtrack that wasn't out in 1976.
1: Me too, because I feel like older movies were a little more lax on keeping it yeah. like historically accurate, mm-hmm. and I'm sure if we went to the IMBD page, we could look up the goofs and... I'm sure there's something, oh, so-and-so's shoes actually didn't come out until 78, but yeah, the music would definitely be something I would notice. I actually looked up the Runaway song, because I was like, why do I feel like that song came out in 78? Mm-hmm. But it was 76. Yeah. It was Cherry Bomb.
0: Yeah, but they had uh, Schools Out by Alice Cooper, which mm-hmm. I think any movie that is going to transfer you from a school year to a summer you have to have that song it's like literally written into the bylaws of film
1: he probably wrote that song knowing this is gonna be in every movie when kids (laughs) are leaving school
0: in our case remember that song by vitamin c graduation (laughs) Graduation? she's like well this is gonna be played at every graduation till diamonds Pretty much. And I think it ended up just, I think everyone listens to uh, Green Day's Time of Your Life is the but one that it's, replaces it's it.
1: It's more of a classic. Yeah. does It's not completely dated.
0: No. Uh huh. I agree.
1: Uh, um, my favorite song was Sweet Emotion, which I think was the first song. Yes. Mm-hmm. Every time I hear that song, I do think of this movie. Oh. Because I almost feel like it was like the theme of the song. Mm. And towards the end of the movie, apparently they're going to go get. Aerosmith tickets, yeah. which I'm like, okay, cool, Aerosmith's whatever.
0: here in three weeks, baby. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, and there was some uh, Black Sabbath. Uh, my favorite was they played Foghat, Slow Ride, which I love that song, but also me and you, <laughs> every time me and Ashley would drive to Vegas, we would have to pass this total biker bar that's in the middle of nowhere. Right. And for the longest time, they had signs coming up, like uh, advertising Foghat was going to be performing there in August. We'll say, but it seemed like those signs were up for years.
1: It it, it was a really long time because I remember the minute they took them down, I was like, "Oh man, Foghat's. we missed Foghat. <laughs> <laughs> Foghat's not coming anymore."
0: Oh. And then, uh. uh. The last one was that I caught was Summer Breeze by Seals and Croft, which That's is just awesome. a beautiful song. Did they
1: play a Kiss song? Yes. Okay, they did.
0: Rock and roll all night.
1: Okay, they did. They did. And oh.
0: part of every day.
1: Part of every day.
0: I can't commit to...
1: Quote quote from Paul one Rudd. of our favorite movies, role models. Yes,
0: Paul Rudd. He's a delightful human being. But yeah, this is a really good soundtrack.
1: Yeah. So that was all I had. Did you have anything else?
0: No. Uh-uh. That's all I had so- as well.
1: Let's move on. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No. Kids would call it a throwback. We call it the prime of our teens, except this movie is set in 1976, so... Our parents call it
0: the prime of their teens.
1: Not even. My mom, for sure.
0: My dad? Your dad and your mom.
1: My dad's really old.
0: Yeah, he is.
1: So it was more 60s, but I guess you're right.
0: I guess technically my dad would have been 20.
1: My mom would have been 17.
0: So yeah, your mom.
1: So, this is the prime of my mom's teens. Of our
0: mom's teens, yeah. Cuz yeah. Cause, yeah our pa- I our,
1: could totally see my mom being old. one of those one of those women. She she wasn't a cheerleader though, but she probably <laughs> had the instinct of Darla.
0: Yes. What pieces of awesome fashion did you notice? Set in
1: 1976. I can't emphasize that enough because yes. it just the clothing is amazing. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite things was in the very beginning of the movie The seniors drive to the junior high and they're on the speakerphone and they're yelling at the kids, like, get ready to get your ass kicked. (laughs) We're going to paddle the
0: shit out of you.
1: Yeah. Your ass paddled. Yeah. And Mitch, who is basically the main character of this movie, or one of, I would say one of the ones that gets focused on more than most of the other characters. His one friend, Carl, is wearing these black and white stripes.
0: He looked like a pirate.
1: Yeah. I was like, what? Which is funny, because Mitch is wearing a Adidas t-shirt, yes. which I'm like, that's pretty sweet. That's and what I
0: did notice was, I, I did catch pirate pants. Yeah. But I thought it was funny that Mitch is rocking just a classic black and white Adidas shirt. Right. And then I did notice some kids wearing Chuck Taylors. And I'm like, well, that tells you that shit is timeless. Yes. Because, what are we, we're almost 50 years later.
1: Yeah, People still sure.
0: rock Chuck Taylors and breaking adidas shirt
1: very very true yeah and then just the uh, smorgasbord did i say that right smorgasbord i said uh, it like the swedish chef would you say <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, bell bottoms yes and for the women high-waisted jeans yes which to the point where they even had that uh they had a scene where people were getting ready for the you know friday night or whatever mm-hmm. and they're using pliers to zip the jeans. Mm-hmm. Man, I I hate wearing really tight jeans. Like, I feel so uncomfortable. But that was, like, the thing to do. I remember watching yeah. this movie with my mom at one point, one of the rewatches I was doing, and she's just like, yeah, I totally did that. That was what you did. That's how you put your pants on.
0: Gotta freaking grab the pliers.
1: Yeah. It was amazing.
0: Some of the ones that I noticed was uh, Pickford's father after he can when he's gonna cancel his party form. Right. Is rocking one hell of a sweet leisure suit. For sure. Uh pretty delightful.
1: And his shirt was thirty different colors. Yeah. It was like silk. Yeah, it was really it was amazing. Nice.
0: and then uh the baseball coaches uh-huh. wearing football. the... football. No. The one was a football coach but the other two were baseball coaches. Oh
1: I see I, I was think. confused by that.
0: Now I'm they're just so coaches. Let's but just say they were wearing say. Short, short, short baseball shorts, which I can honestly say, our baseball coaches rock those.
1: Ah, oh, nice. I I do remember a couple of my high school coaches or PE teachers wearing some short ass shorts. They're
0: like, why are you wearing those? I'm what pretty sure
1: they're f- from the 70s. My mm-hmm. teachers never bought new shorts. Is, no. is my guess. Why would you? And they were wearing knee high socks. The coaches were. Oh yeah, city. yeah, yeah. They were amazing.
0: Yeah. I realized like 25 years later, my coaches wore the same exact shit.
1: Yeah. It's like a uniform. Maybe yeah. when they graduated from college with their uh, physical education.
0: They give you a diploma. Yeah. And short just, shorts and knee socks. I high just sides. think
1: of uh, community. Oh. Uh, they have that one class that's PE. Yeah. Education.
0: Yeah. You got to wear the uniform. I think
1: it was actually called PE education. So it physical education, it's physical education. Education. Yeah. yeah. Total Uh, community. The one outfit I really recognized was there's a character named Dawson, Mm -hmm. or Don Dawson, I think is his full name. Because when I looked it up on IMBD, it says his name's Don, but I noticed everybody was calling him Dawson. So his name is apparently Don Dawson.
0: Brother of Richard Dawson (laughs) of Family Feud fame. This
1: guy looked like. I think if this movie was made six years later, Sean William Scott would have been playing him. He's a kid. In the beginning of the movie, he's wearing the overalls. He has the thick eyebrows. Kind of looks like that one singer that was in the Scrooged movie. Something Poindexter. Oh,
0: yeah. He did. He did look like him a Looks a lot like Buster Poindexter.
1: Buster Poindexter. Thank you. Singing
0: hot, hot, hot. Sorry.
1: uh, But his nighttime outfit... Cause he was wearing overalls in the first couple scenes, mm-hmm. and then when he changed his outfit, he was wearing like this really loose green button-up shirt that had was open at the chest, and then he was wearing Wrangler jeans. Almost, he looked like Patrick Swayze's stunt devil in Roadhouse. Yes, he he really. I was like, did you guys steal that wardrobe from Roadhouse?
0: <laughs> you, I'm so glad you pointed out that's who he looked like. Cause I watched it. I'm like, why does this guy look familiar? I looked him up on IMBD and I'm like I don't he's know who really... this is. Yeah, Sasha not... Jensen? Yeah. I don't know who you are. And then the minute you said he looks like the singer from Scrooge, I was like that's exactly who he looked like.
1: Yeah. And but I thought his essence was very Sean William Scott. Yeah. Oh yeah. So that's I was like if this movie was made 6 years later. Yeah. Definitely so Sean William Scott. Did you have anything else as far as fashion the choices? The
0: last one that I noticed was there's a character named Michelle, which we'll cover who plays her here in our next category. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she was wa- rocking this sweet brown vest with fringe oh, nice. all over it. And I just I'm like, man, that is like 70s hippie far out, man. Crap. It That's was almost delightful. like
1: she's trying to bring it back, like from the 60s. To That's 70s. true.
0: I got there my just, generations all mixed up. You did a little. But, yeah. you know,
1: yeah. it's only 10 years or so.
0: That's true. <laughs> Touche.
1: How about we move on to any offensive jokes or dated references? Did you see any? I
0: had a few uh dated references. We kind of talked about some of the soundtracks, which uh Pickford's bedroom wall. He had a sweet uh Dark Side of the Moon poster and an awesome Kiss poster. Yeah. Which I was kind of laughing to myself because the other day we were at a department store and they have just graphic tees and they have pink floyd dark side of the moon t-shirt yeah that's still for sale yeah that's so, a,
1: i've seen that shirt constantly in yeah, the last 10 years it's since timeless. graphic tees became a more spread yeah. thing
0: so i kind of chuckled at uh that which ones did you notice
1: well, just to, I'll add on to that, on Mitch's room, towards the end of the movie, he had an Elton John poster, which was pretty sweet. Hmm. Just what, some of the things that people were saying, at the beginning of the movie, when we talked about how those the coaches had the short shorts and the socks, mm-hmm. the coach that they're talking to is like chasing the muff around, <laughs> and I'm like, ugh, muff. Oh, boy. Gross. Yeah. Mm. It's just, it, that word's dated, and also it's demeaning. Yeah, but
0: it is. I ain't dated. Nobody says that.
1: <laughs> and then uh, the stoner group. There's the little clicks in this movie. There's, you know. Yeah. I want to compare it a little bit to Can't Hardly Wait because it's a movie that's set all in one day. Mm-hmm. And it's set in high school. It's like end of the year. People so... aren't graduating, but no. it still has that. like There's the clicks, and it's kind of an ensemble thing where it's not really focusing... So much on one character, mm-hmm. just kind of all over the place. Yeah, there's
0: no like true star.
1: Yeah, the Stoner Group, where they stole some statues and they painted kiss faces yes. on them, mm-hmm. which is the 70s, and this yeah. was one of my mom's favorite bands. So mm-hmm. apparently, every other teenager's favorite band. Mm-hmm. And then there was a point where a pregnant lady was <laughs> in a liquor store and she's <laughs> smoking and buying a bottle of liquor, which is amazing.
0: Yeah. And the guy selling him the li- uh, liquor was telling her, like, make sure you eat a green vegetable yeah. every day. You're selling her booze.
1: Yeah. It, it dates it in the sense of, yeah, people could get away with this because it was before we were completely aware that certain things did danger the health of your child <laughs> if you're pregnant.
0: Some of the ones that I noticed was there was a l- uh, couple drive-ins. Yes. Uh, we still have drive-ins in the sense, like, I'm pretty sure Sonic is basically everywhere. But that's the only one that's kind of really still around. And then I didn't. A lot of the old cars. Like I noticed like a VW bus and like there was a stingray in a parking lot yeah. and all that. Which I mean that's There, to be there was a good
1: array of cars mm-hmm. for sure. Did
0: you notice any other ones?
1: I did. Oh I pointed out that there was the legal drink, drinking age was actually 18. Mm-hmm. Because there's a scene where Mitch goes to buy alcohol. And yeah. he's got a baby face he oh, looks yeah. pretty young but he manages to get it sold because he just kind of reiterates a story that uh woodson wooderson woodson, i don't know yeah. matthew mcconaughey we already noted that he was yeah, in the movie so he just like reiterates a story that he said because matthew mcconaughey is probably like 25 would you say yeah he's way older than the yeah. other kids and and
0: they acknowledge that he's already graduated yeah and stuff like that, that
1: th- there's a lot of acknowledgement there yeah the fact that he could get away with that is plausible because the drinking age is 18. Mm-hmm. And I looked it up because I honestly don't remember when they changed the drinking yeah. age. But that apparently it was changed between 1984 and 86. Mm-hmm. So we've never really lived in a world where the drinking age was no not
0: 21.
1: So yeah. Sad. I remember watching that 70s show for the first time and they mentioned how it's 18 and i was so mad cuz that was legally in drink 98 right
0: that sounds correct
1: so i was you know to that age where i was i wanted to drink mm-hmm. kind of because i thought it was cool yeah and i was like man i could drink in 6 years if they never changed it <laughs> i remember being so pissed off at that my mom was just like shut up
0: shut up Ashley uh, the character Darla, it's they're gonna haze the incoming freshman girls, yes. and she's just going overboard and calling them sluts and making them go over and propose to your boy Don. And I'm like, God, that's
1: why is he my boy?
0: Because you brought, you you brought uh, him up. Okay. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, because he was kind of a dick about Buster
0: it. Buster, point extra light. So, <laughs> yeah, I was just like, that's stuff that's not classy you're slut shaming yeah a bunch of 14 year olds
1: <laughs> the other one was uh o'bannon mm. when he finally gets us coming to him yeah and the fresh the freshman group decide to take their revenge on this guy that's been chasing him down mm-hmm. for the whole night and making their lives a living hell he gets so mad because they dump paint on him mm-hmm. and he pushes mitch and he's like freshman faggot which, he's a, his character was the worst.
0: You actually, that was my funniest moment. Oh,
1: I'm yeah. sorry. Uh, it's okay. I can edit that out. No, I'm
0: just going to, I'll put it in there now. So when we get to it, uh, we'll talk about that. I just like how he, well, A, he was a dick. Yeah. The whole movie. And he is swinging for the fences with that fucking paddle.
1: Yeah.
0: Holy crap. Good God, you're a psychopath. But I just like how, yeah, he's covered in paint. And he loses his mind and he's freaking out at everyone. Then he gets in his car, dude. You're getting in your car and you're covered in paint. Yeah. What are you doing? And everyone thinks he's gonna like put his car in reverse, and he just puts it in drive, drives through landscaping, yeah. and they're like, dude, what are you doing? But yeah, he's always like, "What are you looking at, faggot?
1: He's definitely God. one of those characters that people just tolerated, mm-hmm. and he was like a bully. Yeah. Nobody really liked him.
0: Nobody felt bad when he got paint on. Promo. No. Not one person was like, oh, man, dude, that sucks.
1: Even the group of guys that he's been like running <laughs> around with the whole I'm night. Like, whatever. Which yeah. I thought was funny. Tush. But... Should we move on?
0: Yes, we shall. Go ahead. Uh, we're going to go on to our next category, which we call, well, hello there. It's uh, any cameos by famous or recognizable actors or actresses that we may have forgot were in the film. And holy crap, there is a ton of them there is. So uh, which famous or recognizable people did you notice?
1: There was quite a few. Mm-hmm. And I having seen this movie sometimes so many times, I vaguely remembered a lot of them. Yeah. But just as a reiteration, I'll, I'll just name a couple that I kind of forgot. I forgot Anthony Rapp was in it mm-hmm. uh, as Tony, who's one of the There's a group of kind of nerdy people, but they're actually just more... They're not so much nerds as just really kind of overachievers. Yeah.
0: More intellectual. Almost preps. Preppy. More so than nerds.
1: Uh, Yeah. Like, obviously, they care about their future. They don't really care about partying that much, but they're Mm -hmm. not picked on or anything like that. People give them shit a little bit, Mm -hmm. but not...
0: They still get, like, invited to the party and stuff. Yeah, exactly.
1: And Anthony Rapp, for anybody that doesn't know where he's from, um, he's in Rent. He mm-hmm. was in the original production of Rent. Yeah. He's been in a lot of different things.
0: I know him mainly from... Road Trip. Uh, Yeah, exactly. With Tom Green and John William Scott. Yeah. Yeah. That was the first thing I think I ever remember him. And
1: he's been in various other things. Yeah. But...
0: His buddy in the movie is yes. Adam Goldberg. Yeah. Who plays Mike, which... Uh, I know Adam Goldberg <laughs> mainly as Eddie from Friends, he yes. was Chandler's...
1: Creepy-ass roommate.
0: Creepy-ass replacement for Joey. And I think he lasts, like, maybe four episodes. Yeah. But, but he was funny as hell on that. Uh, who else did you notice?
1: Uh, Parker Posey oh, yeah. as Darla, yes. the senior cheerleader who is, I decided, was basically the female equivalent to O'Bannon. Mm-hmm. Who's Ben Affleck if we didn't mention it? I mentioned him earlier. Yeah. So that's who O'Bannon is. Mm-hmm. He's the big dick who needs to beat on little children to feel yeah. better about himself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and who else?
0: The one that I kind of talked about earlier wearing a brown fringy vest, her name was Michelle, was played by Mila Jovich. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Or Jovavich, I think is how you would actually say it. But uh...
1: I never forget that she's in the movie because I want to say she's on the case which yeah. is crazy because she has a very very small part she Extremely doesn't even talk Extremely small
0: part that's she's...
1: i think she's seen a lot mm-hmm. compared to some of the other characters but she doesn't really talk
0: that's a great point because kind of only having seen this movie i think once or twice i wasn't really i'm like going who was in it and i remembered she was in it because she's on the case and then you're like i don't know why you're on the case for this movie
1: because she i guess she looks the part
0: and maybe as time went on, she, she's become a much bigger name in Hollywood especially than she was
1: in the late was. 90s. She was, you know, Resident Evil was yeah, out. Yeah, huge. Yeah. So, yeah. Rory Cochran. Yes. Played Slater, mm-hmm. who is the typical stoner. Oh, my God. Uh, he's a character actor. He's been in a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Argo, he was in, apparently. Oh. Yeah. I had to look it up. Okay. Because I was like, what is this guy from? And he's from Empire Records is probably the most notable thing. Okay. That he's in. What else? He's been in a lot of stuff. If you look yeah. at his IMDb, he's been in a lot of stuff.
0: Yeah, he's been on a bunch of the CSIs and yeah. 24. But and, yeah.
1: And then the other person, uh, speaking of Empire Records, was Renee Zellweger, who didn't even have a line. No. She was just another one of the senior cheerleaders hazing the freshmen. Mm-hmm. And she was kind of just following Darla around, was yeah. Parker Posey's character.
0: You, you blink and you miss. Pretty uh, much. Because I, like, I, I was
1: like, I want to say there was somebody pretty famous mm-hmm. as one of the cheerleaders. And I kept, like, scanning. And I'm like, I, I remember Parker Posey and mm-hmm. uh, Joey Lauren Adams. Because they actually have a couple lines. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, for sure her. And who else did you have?
0: Uh, you object. Actually, I just mentioned the one which was Joey Lauren Adams, mm-hmm. and then uh, lastly, on my front is superstar. We talked about him, but he played Wooderson, Academy Award winner, Matthew McConaughey. Yes, and he's just fantastic.
1: I think if when you think of Matthew McConaughey as a person, yes, this is the person you think of him as because he's yes. saying the, all right, all right, mm-hmm. all right,
0: it's the role he was born to play,
1: yes, and it's probably one of his first roles. Mm-hmm. I believe so. Um, this movie is set in Texas. I'm pretty sure it was filmed in Texas.
0: That would make he's sense. He's
1: from Texas. So. Wow.
0: Well, well, he loves his UT.
1: <laughs> the other person I noticed, because as I was looking at him, and I'm like, he looks really familiar, and I couldn't pinpoint a certain role that he was in mm-hmm. that I could say, oh, he's so-and-so for this, but he's been in a lot of like action movies. Is His name is Cole Hauser. He mm-hmm. played Benny, the football player who had kind of the red afro yeah. and a, the trucker hat uh-huh. and he's been in a bunch of movies kind of as villain types it looks like he was in too fast too furious oh and i can't remember any of the other movies but he's been in a bunch of stuff and was he
0: in three fast three furious <laughs> that's, not, <laughs> that's, not, a that's thing. not a thing it should be
1: oh uh, the early 2000s were so much better <laughs> <laughs> action movie titles but that was the only other person that i had other than uh giovanna ribsey's sister marissa yes ribsey Ribsey. you made me question how to say that last name
0: it's just because i can't talk
1: yeah she plays cynthia which is part of the smart group of Mm -hmm. kids she's the girl with the curly red hair that matthew mcconaughey hits on yeah creepily
0: yes Uh, Are you ready to move on to our next category?
1: Yeah, our next category is called Is It Even Good? where we talk about the plot Mm -hmm. and the casting choices and we tell our funniest and cringiest line. And I have a lot of notes on this section. I will tell you that.
0: Well, you can go nuts. Uh, What did you think about the plot?
1: I thought the whole concept, especially at the beginning of the movie, of these to-be-seniors are becoming a little power hungry and they they're excited to finally get to be able to haze the freshmen mm-hmm. that's believable because i do remember what it was like to be a senior in high school yeah even though it was super long time ago but i still remember that almost like joy like you, you don't give a fuck you're mm-hmm. almost out of this place and you're the king yeah and queen of the schools yes
0: so and especially the hazing part was yeah. huge in the 60s and 70s. Like, we weren't allowed to haze people. We were we allowed weren't... to
1: haze... Like, for sports, they were allowed to haze a little bit, but it was very innocent things. Yeah,
0: I was going to say, we were allowed to do a little bit, which I actually, I want to say, put the kibosh on it when I was in school. I think by the time I was a senior, because I kind of went a little overboard. Yeah. Some of the cheerleaders had uh, recruiting their little minions, and they put the kibosh, on we like, no more of that. But I know... From like talking to like my dad, and my uncle, this was they would haze you to get your Letterman's jacket. Oh, wow. And so stuff like that. I'm like, well, totally believable.
1: Yeah. I do feel that it kind of loses the plot a little. Mm-hmm. I honestly don't know exactly what the point of this movie is because there's no like, one focus other than it's just a day in the life of these people. Yeah, that's a good so way to no, it. So there's no, and I'm like, and I'm not saying it's badly done or no. anything like that. It's just, you know how, like, can't hardly wait, I'll compare those two again. Mm-hmm. There's a general plot of he, the guy wants to get the girl or tell the girl that he's been crushing on for, like, years yeah. that he likes her. There's no plot like that.
0: That's very true.
1: So it's just kind of this over overview of here's a group of kids and this is what their life is mm-hmm. the last day of school. Yeah. Um,
0: which is not bad. But No, but yeah, you bring up a good point. Like it's like what was the end game supposed to be? <laughs> yeah. But it really isn't any.
1: The next day. Yeah. The end. But I do love how the seniors were always calling the freshmen like babies or junior. Yeah. Or, like, because it's funny to me because I think when you're that age, like seventeen, three years seems like a really long gap. Mm-hmm. But as adults, I would never call somebody that was twenty nine a baby.
0: No, or 30 it yeah. doesn't
1: seem like your gap gets smaller mm-hmm. but when you're younger it seems like so far in between definitely it's
0: just funny to me like i remember like we would give friends crap if they were dating a freshman yeah like how oh, they're so old but they're nobody so, would bat their an baby and now you're like yeah if you're 31 and you're dating a 27 year old no one's caring
1: no no could go up quite a few years and yeah nobody would bat an eye exactly did you have any other notes about the plot?
0: No. I, I I agree. Like, it was a fine plot, but I didn't really think... You dissected it a little more where I'm going, good point. There really was no point. Critical
1: thinking skills. Good job. Um, The other thing I noticed that I wanted to point out was I felt like Randy, who was played by Jason London, mm-hmm. and Jody, who was Mitch's sister, who I can't remember the actress's name.
0: Michelle Burke.
1: Okay. She was in Coneheads, apparently.
0: And? Major League Two,
1: I didn't really watch Major League Two. Oh, uh,
0: well, it's a good one.
1: But I've seen Coneheads quite a few. times. She
0: plays Charlie Sheen's girlfriend. Oh, so
1: what year did that movie come out?
0: Ninety-four. So right after this.
1: Okay, I'm not gonna question that at all. Well, huh. I felt like they were very similar characters. Mm-hmm. Like they kind of had this mirrored journey, as far as they're they're like the seniors that don't really care so much about the traditions of hazing mm-hmm. the other the other kids. And they're trying to be nice, so they they both pick out like a a mentee mm-hmm. a freshman to kind of mentor and be you know nice to yeah. So I thought their journeys were very similar, and I had pointed out that I felt like Darla, who is Parker Posey's character, who was taking the hazing way too seriously, mm-hmm. and O'Bannon, who's Ben Affleck's character, was also kind of a psychopath. Yeah, uh, I think we taking say... the hazing. A I think we can lot. agree
0: Ben Affleck's character is locked up. <laughs> in jail at some yeah, point.
1: Yeah, or he died somehow in a freak accident.
0: Yeah. Maybe covered in paint driving a car, he <laughs> crashed into a tree.
1: Uh, that's just how the movie should have ended.
0: <laughs> Depressing.
1: <laughs> but that's pretty much all I had. Uh, what did you think about the casting choices?
0: I kind of always pick on it, but it didn't really bother me. I looked it up. Uh, mainly, everybody was kind of between the age of like 22 to 25 playing... 15 to 18 year olds right but with that said i think the acting was overall really well and really good i I agree so as far as the age i I like to pick on it a lot but i thought it was fine what about you
1: i thought the i mean as far as that i thought the people that were supposed to be freshmen did look like freshmen Mm -hmm. the people that looked like seniors did in comparison look like seniors like they looked older yeah so it wasn't, except for the girl, the freshman girl that they kind of take. Yeah, that Jody she looked like line. a senior. Her name was Sabrina. She looked very mature compared yeah. to Mitch. Yeah. But, you know, girls mature faster than boys, so maybe that. I liked it, and I did like how the nerdy group, they were smarter and mature, and they they weren't like, oh, let's pick on this nerdy group. Yeah. People, like, ragged on them. I think they called them... The two reporters that I can't think they're Oh, named.
0: Woodward and Bernstein. Yeah.
1: Which I'm like, it's kind of a compliment, right? They're really good reporters. Yeah. So
0: thank you. <laughs> Hugely famous.
1: And they were friends with Randy. Yeah. So, and who's extremely popular. He's probably like the most popular guy in school. So, you
0: know. Agreed.
1: I liked all the casting choices. Exactly. I'm just going off on tangents. Too. No, I'd, I'd,
0: <laughs> I agree with you. Like there wasn't anyone around like, oh, this one. Why is this person in this movie? Like this person's terrible. And like you pointed out, a lot of these people, it's some of their first roles. I looked up. This is McConaughey's first movie. His other credits going into this point was a Trisha Yearwood music video. Oh. And he was on an episode of Unsolved Mysteries.
1: Ne- oh, we saw that one. Yes. That's <laughs> was like what the he had first done. Episode.
0: Yes. This is what McConaughey had done before this movie. That's and amazing. he's all the people are good. Should we move on to the next category, which I'll go ahead and tee t- t- it up for you.
1: What's the next category?
0: Uh, What was your funniest moment? Because we Uh, already talked about mine.
1: I was like, that's not a category. That's a subcategory, actually. But
0: you always introduce it. So it doesn't make sense if you were saying it to like, hey, Ryan, what's your... I'm like, I I already talked about mine.
1: We're (laughs) we're doing amazing today. Yeah. So much editing today.
0: Yeah.
1: My funniest line is just something I remember uh, from rewatching this movie so much, is the nerdy kids are in the car. They're driving around and Adam Goldberg's character Mike is talking about how he doesn't know if he wants to do his path in life, and because mm-hmm. they're all overachievers, they're gonna be successful. Yeah, because they they're planning this and their lives are paved out. And they're like, "Well, what do you want to do with your life?" He's like, "I just want to dance." <laughs> I I love that because it just it's so random and it makes uh, me laugh. Obviously, yours is when Obannon freaks out. So
0: yes, that was mine.
1: So what was your cringiest?
0: moment uh, my cringiest moment is there's a character his name's uh nikki who adam goldberg's character they're kind of like a out in the woods party and adam goldberg's character mike walks by and he just says someone's clint the clint.
1: actor's name is nikki
0: oh good point yeah sorry, sorry. Cause
1: i have notes about yeah. him too
0: so adam goldberg's character just walks by and he's like all he does is say someone's cooking some reefer Smoking. <laughs> cooking. I thought he... No, he says cooking.
1: Oh, maybe that's the joke because yeah. they're not very good at the drugs and the drinking. Okay, yeah. Sorry. So
0: then Clint goes into like roid rage mode. <laughs> yeah. And just loses his mind. And he's all I want to do is kick some ass and drink some beer. And it looks like we're almost out of beer. Which... My issue with it and why I said it was cringy was I'm pretty sure that line is written to play off of Rowdy Piper's I'm here to kick ass and chew bubblegum and it looks like I'm all out of bubblegum, which is from They Live which came out in 1988. So before this movie. Before this movie but 1988 this is set in 76. That's true. And that's all because I'm like that's a famous line from a yeah. John Carpenter movie that's probably the you know most famous so things. i wasn't
1: supposed to reference that they just kind of stole it is I, what you're
0: saying. Like, exa- I feel like they're they almost yeah they didn't like say like you know this is from they live but i felt like that's what the writer was channeling was yeah. this le- they live scene
1: yeah funny thing i wrote that exact same thing as my cringiest <laughs> line because that guy was just such a douche and yeah. he said something earlier like right before that that i don't that was really cringy too. And it's funny because Adam Goldberg's like, him and his friends are the opposite of the really macho type. They're yeah. intellectual. And this guy is obviously not, he's
0: very sensitive. He like rips his shirt off yeah. and he wants, I'm like, going, maybe it's just me. I was not a stoner. I've known people that were, they are not like that.
1: They're not aggressive,
0: they're not like wanting to fight you pretty chill
1: to be a stereotype but they are Damn. a little more like the stoner group yeah in the,
0: there's in another the stoner in this movie s- s- you talked about him slater
1: that guy is like the stoners i he's knew he's delightful he's, he's just, just happy there, yeah yeah he's just chillaxing <sighs> so, that's funny yeah. that we picked the same moment we, the same sometimes move. we share the same brain oh we do we've been known to pick the same people for the awards yes obviously but it's funny that we picked the cringiest mm-hmm. moment the same I have some additional...
0: I do not, so I'm ready to listen.
1: Oh, Let me just go on a (laughs) tangent. No, obviously you can join in Mm -hmm. on what you thought. But I love how in movies, the last day of school, people are just going crazy. They're throwing paper Yep. like it's the end of the world and it's just mayhem. But honestly, in reality, that administration, this teacher's principal are watching you like a hawk they're yep. watching you throw your shit in the garbage yeah if you did that they would yell yeah at you in without hesitation yeah
0: i went to school 12 years nobody ever did that yeah no no
1: i mean there was you know you threw shit away yeah like we always had a time where it's like no it's your guys's turn to clean out your lockers and they had a locker, bunch yeah. of trash cans lined up and you threw away teachers were watching you you know you couldn't I, just throw your shit everywhere.
0: I went to high school, obviously four years, like everyone. Never had a locker.
1: Well that sucks.
0: And I'll tell you right now, it that sucked ass when you were a shitty. freshman and you're carrying around all those freaking hardback books. But yeah, yeah, yeah th- nobody does that though. Chuck's no. paper like that.
1: Maybe some random lax schools. I guess. Who knows? Maybe yeah. in the seventies it was different. Teachers mm-hmm. were like, "I don't give a fuck."
0: Yeah. No j- fucks left. To the do.
1: janitor will clean it up. <laughs> Not um, my problem. And just to convey the only plot that kind of existed in this movie was an old couple were talking to Randy, who is Jason London's character, Mm -hmm. at the baseball game. It was like Mitch's baseball game. They're waiting for him to uh, get done so they can kick his ass. Mm -hmm. And there's this old couple talking to him about football because he's the quarterback. And just that whole pressure from the community.
0: To be good.
1: Uh, I mean, obviously, it's set in Texas, so Texas is a huge football, football. thing. Oh, yeah. Friday night lights. I mean, come on. Tim Riggins.
0: Clear eyes, full hearts. Can't lose. Damn straight.
1: <laughs> but I grew up in a town that basically should have been set in Texas. <laughs> it was in Montana, but similar situations. Football was everything. Mm-hmm. The school was packed, like the field would be packed on Friday nights. Yeah. That was what everybody did in that town, pretty mm-hmm. much. And so I just thought it was funny because in any instance, an older couple walking up to like a 70 year old boy that they're not
0: related to would be weird, but
1: yeah. not in a small town when they not in all small they care about football.
0: Yeah, that's a good point.
1: What else do I have here? I have so many notes. <laughs> oh, and the other thing I wanted to talk about as an adult is public destruction. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, You're gonna I think get they out talk your to... and be to... Like, no, Don't
0: do this, kids. <laughs>
1: You know, when you're a kid, when they do it in movies, you think it's funny, and sometimes you even get the idea, hey, we should go joyriding and take a baseball bat and hit people's mailboxes. Yeah. Especially when you live in small town. hmm I mean, I never did it, but I know kids that did. Yeah. But it's just mean. You know, but as an adult watching it, I'm like, man, that guy who got their bowling- the bowling ball thrown oh, into my his God. car- He's going to have a hard time calling his insurance company in the morning. Yeah,
0: he's going to have to pay his deductible. Yeah. I feel bad for him. No, I agree with you. I was like, <laughs> when they were doing it, I'm like, oh, this is jerk. And then, This is jerk. This is jerk. This is such <laughs> a jerk a move. But then when the one guy catches up to them. Yeah. He got his uh, mailbox destroyed. And he drives up and runs up to them and points a gun in their face. It's Texas. I was like... There was two instances in this movie where people brandished firearms <laughs> at juveniles. Yeah. The one kid's mom, like, pulls a shotgun uh, It was Mitch's ben friend's mom. Yeah. Carl. And then this guy here just ran right up and just shoves a pistol right in their face because he thinks they destroyed his mailbox. I'm like, you are crazy. For sure. For sure. Yeah. That was pretty
1: much all I had. Okay. So I just wanted to... It's just one of those things that when I'm a kid, I'm seeing, I was like, huh, that's hilarious. Yeah. Because you don't really think of it through adult eyes. When you actually own things, you're like, man, if I woke up and my car window was broken or my mailbox was destroyed, Uh I'd be pissed. I
0: would be furious. I remember my car got egged when I was an adult. uh, So I know it wasn't like one of my friends playing it like as a joke on me. I think I was like 20. And I was furious douche, why are you in my car?
1: But when you're a kid, you don't think of those consequences. No, I can
0: honestly say I never egged anyone's property. I, I don't think that. we
1: egged anything. No. I've done some questionable things when yeah, I was Yeah, oh kid. yeah.
0: No, I did plenty of questionable things, but I never egged... I never destroyed anybody else's property. I can say that. <laughs> okay.
1: The one I remember was this guy. We were seniors, and... This guy kind of pissed off my friend. He insulted her or he made up a rumor about her. I can't Mm -hmm. remember the logistics of it, but he used to park his car in this lot that was halfway to the city Mm -hmm. from where we lived and we knew it. So we just drove over there one day and we uh, poured orange juice and pretty much whatever we had in her truck down his windshields into his Into his fence.
0: Yeah. ooh, jerk move.
1: Yeah, but you know, don't talk shit. Yeah, don't make up rumors. There you go. That's that's
0: the moral of the story.
1: <laughs> it's not just to let it go or anything like that. Yeah. But anyway, so should we move on?
0: Yes, we to shall. Our
1: final thoughts.
0: Final thoughts. And as always, on Rooting our childhood, it is award season. It is. We give out two awards. The first is the Valedictorian Victorian to the Nicholas Cage Online School of Bad Acting. And who did you give your award to?
1: So you said earlier that you felt like overall the acting was good. Yeah. Well, there was one person I felt was notably bad. Okay. It was Mitch.
0: Okay. His it.
1: actor, the actor's name is Wiley Wiggins, mm-hmm. which is a silly name, but you know.
0: Yeah, pretty bad.
1: Whatever. His dramatic acting included touching his face and scrunching his face a lot. Mm-hmm. And if you guys watch this movie after you listen to this, it, I'm just gonna ruin his whole character for you because he does this thing where he puts his fingers in between uh his forehead. Yeah. Like between his eyebrows and he scrunches his face. All the time for sometimes seemingly no reason. <laughs> and in one part specifically, he tells his sister or his sister tells him that she asked the group of guys to go easy on him. Yeah. When they were gonna haze him. And he was like, No wonder and just his face And his delivery wasn't great. No. It's probably something I wouldn't have noticed if he was a minor character, but this movie does focus a lot of its attention on him. Mm -hmm. So I just felt like that was the reason.
0: And I kept it in the family and gave my award to Michelle Burke, who plays his sister, Jody.
1: Must be a related thing. Yeah,
0: because I just felt like All of their interactions were like they had never met one another. Yeah. But they're supposed to be brother and sister. Yeah. Like when they would talk to each other, when they ran into one another, I was like, who the hell are you guys? You guys aren't related. No. You guys aren't convincing as family. I obviously have two brothers. I wasn't too thrilled when I would run into one of them at a party. Right. She seemingly is totally okay with her baby brother being out there and her friends interact. I'm like, no, it doesn't happen like that.
1: For sure. Having yeah. been the little sister in that scenario yeah. and being the the freshman. I, I, I talked about it in the beginning of this podcast where everybody's like, oh, it's baby. Yeah. Baby Ashley. Yeah. It's Brandon's little sister. Yeah. He uh, was not happy for me to be in any parties. No. I never really was, but if... The occasional times,
0: and that was the thing. I was also like, there are all these. uh, Back to the kind of a plot point is like, these new seniors are so willing to invite these freshmen out with them. Like, no, there's a couple
1: that make crack jokes, and they're like, "What the fuck is he doing here?" Yeah, that would be the reaction
0: that she would get. I'm like, no. It was me. It wasn't like she was a terrible actress. It was the interactions with her brother it
1: probably had to do with something which is <laughs> bad acting
0: was... she had to carry the whole scene yeah, and they weren't believable i'm like no you're you're not related this is awful yeah so
1: um should we move on yes to we the thomas j hanks award for exceptional acting who was yours
0: i gave it to the uh one of two academy award winners in this film matthew mcconaughey you
1: would he
0: I, I never realized this in this movie. He does look like a young Hulk Hogan. If you've ever seen a picture of Hulk Hogan from like 1978. Yeah, he missed Mac- his calling. Yeah, he should be playing Hogan, not Chris Hemsworth. He's
1: way too old, man.
0: Yeah, he'd probably hurt himself. For a person that is an extremely minor character in this movie, it he steals all the scenes that He does, in. I agree. And it is funny that he obviously has become the living embodiment of Wooderson. The guy Matthew McConaughey's catchphrase in,
1: into underage girls. Yeah. Let's <laughs> well, his, let's put that out there. His
0: catchphrase is literally to this day he will say all right, all right, all right.
1: Yeah. All the time. That's true. <laughs> if That's...
0: you ran into him today, he'd probably say it to you. But I did love when he says, You just gotta keep living. N," <laughs> <laughs> Which I was oh. just like, something tells me He would say that to you if he was, like, giving you a motivational speech. Yeah,
1: if he saw you in an airport, that's, like, what he's going to tell you.
0: Yeah, he was so good. And, like, it was just mainly, it's impressive that somebody who has such a small character and no acting experience, he was delightful and stole every scene. Very true. Who did you give yours to?
1: Kind of by default, Mm -hmm. just because they, this is, the other person they focused on a lot in this movie was Jason Lennon's character, Randy, Mm -hmm. or Pink, which...
0: as he was credited in the credits.
1: Yeah, but I think, like, one person called him Pink. Most people called him Randy. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like he was the only one that had some sort of character development other than Mitch. And yeah. he's actually a decent actor. Mm-hmm. All of his scenes weren't cringy or anything like no, that, like uh-uh. I felt like Mitch's was. And... His whole plot where he doesn't really want to be pressured into signing that team commitment, like the anti-drug pledge. Yeah. The school is trying to make all the football players sign. And he's questioning if it even likes being a football player, Mm -hmm. which is like a big no-no, obviously, in this town, like we said. Yeah. And his character is decent. He's nice to the younger kids. He is friends with all... He's like the thing that connects all those groups of people. Mm -hmm. He's friends with the the intellectual kids he's friends with yeah. the stoners he's friends with the jocks and his i don't know I, that's why i gave it to him because i liked his character and his development and he's a good actor and i obviously was in love with him when i was a kid so i i am a little biased but i also think
0: no he was very re this because yeah.
1: there's been times where i'll point it out in cruel intentions where sebastian was my favorite character and ryan Phillippe was you know a god to me yes and rewatching and I'm like, "Oh, why? Yeah. Why did I think that? This yeah. in this case, it it stayed the same. I thought he was a good character mm-hmm. and I I would say if there was a main character, it was him and Mitch."
0: Yeah, I agree. He was he was the main character. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm.
1: So, mm-hmm. we can move it along to our final question. Do you think this movie holds up?
0: I totally think it holds up I don't think there is any part where I was just like oh this is just bad other than Mitch and Jody's interactions you know, it was just a fun movie it, it was. wasn't cringy watching it and for it seems like the period piece movies really hold up well
1: they do because I think I feel like it's harder to judge them as being outdated when that's they are supposed to be outdated yeah So that's the point of the movie. So Mm -hmm. I think that really helps in this case as well. And I agree. Mm -hmm. It does hold up. I think other than when I looked at it as a whole, there wasn't really a whole plot Mm -hmm. other than kind of what I just said, where uh, Randy doesn't know if he wants to play football next year. And and at the end of the movie, he after the coach is yelling at him and telling him he shouldn't hang out with the stoners and they're going to ruin his life, whatever. And he's just like, you know what? I'll play football, but I'm not going to sign this thing. Yeah. And they never really tell you if they're like cool.
0: They kicked him off the team.
1: Honestly, they're probably gonna realistically they're gonna let him play because do they really have a better quarterback? No, nah. probably not. No. Nah. they they're didn't introduce one, but No. Nah. Let's Unless be
0: realistic. Unless Mitch was a pitcher. <gasps> what
1: he takes his spot.
0: <sighs> he so actually a... what he does is he kills Randy like just slits his throat, takes over his life.
1: <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> This movie got really it dark. Got real dark. Day- <laughs> Days and Confused Two is gonna be a very dark movie. Really dark movie. But yeah, I agree. It since there wasn't like a complete plot, it doesn't really take away from the movie though. Yeah. Like it would in other movies because it's not it's kinda just like, hey, look at this time period and how everybody is having fun tonight. Yeah. Blowing off steam in some cases or trying to find love or you know there's just various things i like movies like that Mm -hmm. i think i always liked them when i was younger because there could be more actors and different stories and but not all movies are good at connecting them and i think this one was good at kind of connecting it all and making a cohesive film
0: yeah agreed
1: so yeah
0: so we agree delightful film that holds up
1: we agree we need to have like little theme songs or yeah, that'd be fun. Little uh, I don't know. Well, we'll get there one yeah. at one point. Oh, the thing we forgot to mention that yes. I'll mention right now mm-hmm. in our closing is we just want to remind everybody to send us questions because for episode twenty, which will be our next episode,
0: mm-hmm.
1: we will be answering questions about ourselves. And if nobody sends us questions, we'll just answer generic questions I got from yeah, the internet.
0: Exactly. So, We're going to do a little Q&A.
1: So uh, send us a DM on Instagram at ruining our childhood mm-hmm. or on Facebook. Just send us a DM with any of your questions that you have about us. We don't talk about ourselves that much. No. So we thought we would do this. It would be a little fun thing. If, if you've been listening to us the last 18 mm. episodes, then yeah. maybe you want to know a little bit more about us.
0: Yeah. Learn about your podcast host.
1: Ryan and Ashley.
0: Yeah. And also, if you want to learn anything about official dog of the Rooney in Our Childhood podcast, Rupert, we can bring him in here.
1: He is a very interesting backstory.
0: Maybe he can answer some questions for you.
1: Probably not. He Probably is a not.
0: dog. He is. Well, he'll give you a good...
1: Yeah, he he likes to make weird noises sometimes. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so uh, we gave out the Instagram and the Facebook. And uh, lastly, obviously, hit us up on Twitter at the ROC Movie Podcast. Yep. And uh, throw us a review on uh iTunes. I don't know why my voice got so high.
1: Yeah, or if you're listening to us on a random app, if there's any sort of like button or heart button. Yes. Or you share it with a friend or family member or enemy, as we oh, said before. Enemies
0: are big ones. Tell them. When you're, like, punching them, and hopefully, like, in this movie, when a douchebag is punching Adam Goldberg. And, the, and they go with, like, a point of view shot, and he's throwing punches at him that are crossing the camera, so it just looks like he's punching Mike in the shoulder repeatedly. Yeah. That was That's true. So, yeah, go ahead, and do that. Yeah. Just punch sure. him and be like, listen to ruining our childhood. Punch. But punch.
1: We're n- don't try to, ex- you know, make people violent here.
0: Good point. Hug them.
1: I'd like to think that our viewers are not violent people. Hopefully. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. So anyway, we're out of here, guys. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Hey guys, we want to talk to you a little bit about the PodCoin app.
0: Yes. The PodCoin app. It pays you to listen to Ruining Our Childhood, as well as your other favorite podcasts. You can use the PodCoin you earn to claim gift cards for some of your favorite stores. What? Starbucks? Check.
1: Amazon? Correct. Target? Uh Seriously, guys, this is pretty legit. Join the PodCoin app today on iPhone or Android, and I said join, but yeah. I meant download, got and it. use code RUINING to get 300 PodCoin just for signing up.
0: That's 300 PodCoin for using R-U-I-N-I-N-G. That's how
1: you spell ruining, just in case you don't know that. Yes. So if you're basically listening to podcasts all day anyways while you're working or driving or doing anything, might as well make some money off the deal. Am I right?
0: Yeah, totally. I mean, free coffee for something you're already doing sounds awesome. Fantastic.
1: It does sound fantastic. La, la.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Take a shot.
1: So go give the podcoin app a try today. And also don't forget to listen to ruining our childhood and make some money, guys. Okay. Bye. Bye.